This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 21st of December. In your Squiz today, why Trump could face criminal charges, Weinstein's found guilty again, Kevin Rudd is packing his bags, and a vintage vehicle of note. This is your Squiz today. Claire, it's been almost two years since the attack on the US Capitol, which saw more than 2,000 people storm the building in a bid to overturn the 2020 presidential election result that saw the Republicans Donald Trump lose and Democrats Joe Biden win. Now, for context, the building is the equivalent of our Parliament House in Canberra, and it led to a long-running investigation by a House of Representatives committee, and yesterday, it unanimously voted to refer former US President Donald Trump and several of his high-profile associates to the Justice Department for criminal prosecution. It's the first time that a congressional committee has made a finding of that type against anyone who's held the position of president. And on the specifics, they've recommended that Trump be charged with four federal crimes, and that includes insurrection. A big report with the committee's findings will come out later this week, but members say that they found that Trump instigated the attack, that he illegally provided aid and comfort for the rioters, Uh, and that none of the events of January 6th would have happened without him. Uh, If prosecuted and found guilty, Trump could face 20 years in prison, uh, huge fines, and also a ban from running for political office again. But there's no guarantees that any of that will happen. And that's because the Congress can't lay charges. So it's now up to the Justice Department to decide. Regardless of what happens with that, Trump is still facing several other legal issues over his handling of classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida, his campaign to get the election results overturned in Georgia and scores of other civil cases, all of which is now happening in the lead up to the 2024 election. And 2024 might sound a long way away, but all of that heats up next year. Of course, the first step is for the parties to confirm their candidates for president. And Trump isn't guaranteed to be the Republicans' candidate. Uh, Recent polls show that his popularity is waning with Republican supporters. Uh, And as we've talked about before, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is someone who's talked about a lot uh, as potentially being the guy that the party picks to run against President Joe Biden or whoever the Democrats pick if he decides that he's not going to seek a second term. For Trump's part, he's called all the investigations and lawsuits against him witch hunts. And you can't count him out. Back in 2015, the bookies said Trump couldn't be president. And of course, he won the 2016 election. So never say never. 
Staying in the US, Claire, where disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of several new sexual assault charges dating back to 2013 by a jury in Los Angeles. So what happened yesterday is that he was found guilty of three counts relating to an Italian actress. Uh, She was known in the trial as Jane Doe One. Uh, She said that he attacked her in a hotel room in 2013. Uh, She was just one of four women who the trial related to. Uh, As for the verdicts relating to those other women, uh, Weinstein was acquitted when it came to allegations made by a massage therapist and there was a mistrial declared on charges relating to two other women after the jury was unable to reach a decision. Weinstein is already serving a 23-year sentence in New York and could now face 24 years in jail in California with this guilty verdict. He is appealing his New York conviction, but even if that is overturned, this new conviction in California means he will not walk free. He's a former Prime Minister and diplomat, and as he famously said in 2007, I'm from Queensland and I'm here to help. And now Kevin Rudd will be Australia's flag bearer in America, Claire, as the recent trend of appointing notable former politicians to the post of Australia's ambassador to the US continues. So, yeah, there's a bit of a trend when it comes to picking our ambassador to America. Uh, Rudd is going to replace former Liberal senator and he was also a former chief of staff to John Howard, uh, a guy called Arthur Sinodinus. Uh, he replaced former Liberal Treasurer Joe Hockey, uh, who replaced former Labor leader Kim Beasley. So some political heavyweights have held that position in recent years. It's a plum posting, but it's certainly not an easy job. Uh, Looking ahead, there's AUKUS and also countering China in our region to manage. And given all of that, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says that Rudd brings unmatched experience to the role. But he does come with a bit of baggage. Rudd has been critical of former US President Donald Trump, who, as we just talked about, continues to be a mover and shaker in US politics. And Rudd's also not a fan of media company News Corp, which has a big presence in the US. But nonetheless, Rudd says he's honoured to get the job and the coalition has also given his appointment a thumbs up. It feels like we've barely stopped talking about various international summits over the past few months, Claire, but we are also seeing some results come out of these talking shops, which now includes after more than four years of negotiations between nearly 200 nations, an historic deal to protect and restore our ecosystems. So this is the COP15 United Nations Biodiversity Summit. It's just wrapped up in Montreal. Uh, It was a big meeting because many considered that it was the last chance to put nature back on track following warnings uh, about the state of the natural world, including threatened species of plants and animals. Uh, Negotiations weren't going well, but a deal has been done. Uh, It's called the 30 by 30 deal because there's a pledge to protect and restore at least 30% of the Earth's ecosystems by 2030. 
As you say, it was a difficult process, and the major sticking point was funding poorer nations' conservation efforts, particularly in Africa. But disagreements aside, Canada's Environment Minister, Stephen Guilbeault, called it a moment that will mark history as Paris did for climate. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Claire, I know you're saving the latest season of The Crown for your Christmas break binge, (laughs) and you might want to keep an eye out for a particular vehicle while you're watching. Yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, We're talking about a vintage Land Rover. Uh, I don't know that much about cars, but I know there's some people who go absolutely nuts over old (laughs) Land Rovers. And if you're an amateur like me, it's the sort of vehicle that Vera Stanhope, who's the detective chief inspector from Northumberland and City Police drives, and if that's gone completely over your head, don't worry. It just means that you have more of a life than I do. (laughs) Uh, But this is one from 1953, and it used to be driven by Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Uh, And if you're interested, you're going to have to be pretty cashed up. Uh, It's estimated that it'll go at auction uh, for between $182,000 and $272,000. Yes, I'm not particularly interested in vintage cars, but I reckon that one might be worth the cost if for no other reason than the bragging rights. Mm, Absolutely. I will put a link to that in your episode notes in case that is something that you'd like to bid on this Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire, and there's going to be some sombre reflection in Brisbane this morning. Yeah, there sure is. So the memorial service for Constables Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold will be held in Brisbane. They're the police officers who were killed last week in that dreadful tragedy uh, in the Western Downs region. Uh, It's at 11 o'clock local time, which is 10 o'clock daylight savings time in the eastern states. The service will be televised live on channels 9, 7 and ABC News 24 and a live stream will also be available on the Queensland Police Service Facebook page. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back with you again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.